Gnarly Gnome. This is Cincy Brewcast. Sorry, we're not that professional. I'm, I'm the Gnarly Gnome. This is Cincy Brewcast. We talk about Cincinnati beer by drinking Cincinnati beer and going to Cincinnati breweries because I'm not smart enough to come up with another way to do a show like this other than just to go do it. So uh, we are live tonight at Dogberry. Um, we have not been here since... I don't know, probably the beginning of Volume 3, which was probably the spring of last yeah. year. And yeah. we and were, this place was empty, so... Um, you had... There was a... I think maybe a skeleton of a bar up. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Um, we had a little card table sitting kind of in the middle where that high top is now. And yeah. uh, we talked about what Dogberry second could become. And <laughs> here we are. And Look at us now. It's become all of that and more. I... Um, I was really curious when you guys started planning this place on how you were going to manage to create a space that captured everything that the first space was and still go bigger and, you know, double the amount of taps that are pouring. And somehow it seems to uh, to have happened here. You walk in and it's definitely bigger, but it doesn't yeah. feel all that bigger most of the time. The... Uh, the brew house is definitely bigger, Slightly. but the, the beer is still exactly what people come to expect from Dogberry. And again, you've got double the taps now, so yeah. somehow you've managed it. Somehow. <laughs> let's, um, let's run around the table. Everybody introduce yourselves. I, Tony, you've been on the show a bunch of times, but yep. uh, um, special guest host tonight, uh, David McKinney. You, you've got... Um, and we'll talk about this kind of towards the end of the show. We'll kind of plug everything that you're doing. You've, yeah, you know, a lot of stuff. <laughs> um, a, a kind of mishmash blog that I love where you've um, kind of journeyed around Cincinnati at all the different breweries and done a write-up on each one. You didn't do them all on the same day, which, you know, yeah. I mean. <laughs> he, also, he also didn't Not go to jail either. <laughs> Yet. <laughs> There's still a possibility. But yeah, I do uh, have my blog, MMAMcKinney.com, which is, a, as you mentioned, a mashup of MMA and mostly beer at this point. I do a lot of the MMA blogging on uh, Bluegrass MMA, which is another website, but mostly beer at this point and do, of course, Cincinnati stuff, but then lucky enough to travel so i do a lot of uh i call them brewery adventures to different cities and just got uh back from orlando so got to check out i think six breweries down there in a week which was uh, the best part crazy (laughs) crazy pace but uh yeah so uh we can talk more about that later but yeah that that's uh something that's definitely kind of it's more of a a hobby than anything and and, uh, we talked a little bit about it but it was a almost trying to as a journal for myself and then it's kind of grown into a little bit more than, than right. that and, and kind of blown up a little bit but yeah, still very cool <laughs> yeah before long it takes over your life yeah <laughs> uh yeah i'm brent garland uh running the sales and distribution end for dogberry and just been on board since we've uh, moved to the new place here and also the brilliant skilled hands behind the the bar here too, which has to be mentioned. Yeah, um, that little thing over there. It is <laughs> one of one of my favorite bar, if not my favorite bar. I'd have to really like lay them all out and think about this all before I say that. But <laughs> it is definitely that. one of my favorite bars in Cincinnati. It's gorgeous, and there's lots of little personal touches in it that you know once you kind of spend some time with Dogberry and you get to know everybody here, it kind of some some things start coming together. It's it's pretty awesome. Yeah, Thank if you, you haven't had a beer at that bar, you need to come see it Absolutely. while you're drinking one of our beers. Absolutely. One of the 20 beers on tap, which, again, I have to mention, there are not many breweries in Cincinnati that can have 20 different taps of their own beer on at any given time. 
and you guys, you said you were going to do it, and pretty almost straight off the bat, they were all filled up, and you've managed yeah. to keep them without any kind of duplication. Sometimes you'll get some duplicates on night. There, but there, there is one of those cases now. The but that's okay. ESB on CO2. There are very different beers on nitro versus CO2, so I'll let that one slide. Yeah. Um, we should just dive into that side of things first off the bat, too, because that's my favorite part of the show. From the beer fridge. One half of the reason that I felt we needed to do a show tonight here. Um, you've got a New England IPA, which... They're a little bit hip right now. I don't know if you've heard. Yeah, sort of, and I resisted it for a really long time. (laughs) (laughs) I was uh, joking the other night. I was here and told somebody that before we knew it, the tap board half filled up with Belgian beers, half filled up with wheat beers, and then a New England IPA right in the middle. (laughs) You talking about this place? (laughs) (laughs) You lost. (laughs) That's negative. (laughs) So, I mean, let's just... So, the name is Millennial. Yes. Is that a, a dig at some of the people that line up and stand for these beers and uh, uh, I wouldn't put no. it I wouldn't put it that way <laughs> no. no 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 not that that's fine if uh, if folks want to want to go stand in line and wait for beer that's great um no it, it's it tends to fit in that demographic they seem to be a big group that's really swallowing up that, that style of beer and I have another reason uh, behind it, and maybe if we have a few more, I'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not ready to alienate a lot of folks just yet. I, I should have <laughs> prefaced the show. I said, before I have to get here, you have to drink X amount of beer so that you're nice and loose. <laughs> they yeah. just might be a little hazy about their future. <laughs> so we just kind of... Yeah. Um, that's that's yeah. So take, so take that and run with it. <laughs> um, t- talk about the beer itself just a little bit. You know, yeah, kinda... beer itself is um, is actually it was one of those things that came out of um, out of an opportunity that uh, we we are canning beers, which we'll get into. Which yeah, is so you ruined the other part of the show. Uh, <laughs> Spoiled surprise. He does that. So the way the way the uh, production schedule fell, I had a I had a free fermenter. And I can't stand to see empty fermenters. We uh, initially called this beer leftovers. Um, I had run through all of my uh, my grain supply for any of my my typical production beers. So Brent and I walked over. So this is what we got. Turns out it, it the the malt bill was going to be great. Uh, some flaked oats, some wheat. Uh, of course, it's me making it. So a little bit of Maris Otter. Uh, Pilsner American Two Row blend because that's just what we had over there. Um, dash of caramel. Yep, a little crystal dash of 20. crystal twenty just for a little bit of color because that, that's one thing that that sort of um, I, I won't say turns me off about some of the some of the New Englands out there, but that that pale yellow, the, the straw haze, just isn't appealing to my eye. So I wanted to put some color to it. it definitely looks like a dog berry beer. Yeah. <laughs> um, what what hops? So hops are. Uh, there's there's a touch of Eldorado, um, and then we s- just slammed it with Ella and Citra. Uh, Ella is quickly becoming a favorite of mine. We use, as you probably remember, we use a ton of that in our Undone IPA, and I am, I'm absolutely in love with it. And this is the first time I've brewed anything like this with that, with that big aroma and, and really no... No bitterness whatsoever, no bittering hops. It was the strangest thing in the world for me to get my head around that I wasn't going to throw hops in the boil. So everything was, uh, you know, of course, just like most of these, flame out and beyond. So um, that's really the, the story behind the beer. It was well, what I love to is... Shit we had laying around and we made it. Is, it, you know, 
in exactly the same fashion that I would expect it to be with you. It, there is, there is like a good biscuity kind of malt flavor going on too behind yeah. it, but. Yeah. To stay true with the New England style, it does have that big fruity kind of yep. um, softer kind of thing going on with the hops. It's not that big bitter flavor. That yeah, um, I was I, I I just don't enjoy making beers that are completely devoid of malt character. I it's not it's, something I do. Not that I doubted you at all, but I doubted you a little bit when I saw that you were <laughs> you had doing the IPA. I said, oh man, you know it's going to be another one of these. It's going to be that same thing no. over and over. And, you managed to put a dogberry spin on a New England IPA, which I didn't think was well, possible. Thank you. Um, Damn it! <laughs> I, I have I, you have ins- reinstilled my complete faith in everything that you did. All right. Yes. Yeah, so I board, the board's not full of Belgians and wheats either. <laughs> yeah. Although I still maintain that you could probably do some really fun things with a Belgian beer. Yeah. If you yeah. got a wild hair of your ass for one day. And, yeah. And if we went to the store and bought one that was brewed in Belgium, we could have a good time with it. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Belgian style beer. <laughs> um. So what else is in front of us here? We'll we'll probably kind of go back to this beer a little bit as it kind of yeah we, yes and and the other one I brought over I thought was just kind of an interesting uh, beer. It's not by any means a, a groundbreaker, and we're not expecting the, people the to line up. This is the basil uh, infused Kolsch we did uh, with the local restaurant Cozy's Cottage and Pub up here in Liberty Township. Uh, they wanted a house beer. We got together one morning and talked with the owner and chef and and decided. We were going to do a uh, a lighter style beer heading towards spring. He wanted a lighter style. Brent said, hey, man, what about a Kolsch? And I said, okay, what about a Kolsch? We've done, a, we've done infusions with basil and lemon. So I, I threw a little Willamette hops at it, and uh, we did it, we uh, microgreen uh, hydroponic five pounds of opal basil, so the purple basil. The beer has just a slight bit of, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, a uh, slight bit of, basil herb type nose to it with a big lemon kick up front uh no fruit in the beer whatsoever and then finishes with a nice lingering herbal almost uh borderline licorice type note to it and and, you know when you look at it on the board and you see basil you know Mm. my brain goes again to one place i'm expecting an over-the-top basil flavor and this one to me like you said that 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 lemon peel comes off really really strong at the front and Works perfectly with the Kolsch, and then the basil kind of comes in after that. And, right. And the minerality that, that comes from the, the Kolsch yeast, the, the mineral-type mouthfeel that comes with it, it just, I think it just works really well from a culinary standpoint. Um, and that was, that was a key in designing the beer. Um, it's it's going to be sold here and at the restaurant only, so it, it's a beer really designed for two things. Um, newbies to the craft world can enjoy it, and people with a sophisticated palate can pair it with their favorite dish at Cozy's, and, right. and it, uh, we had we had them out last Friday night, and Chef brought a, a really nice menu, and it worked really well. Yeah, it, it seems like there's a lot of different dishes that it could pair with too. Like it's not mm-hmm. sometimes there's beers that go really good with something, yeah, and then they don't mm-hmm. go good with anything else because there's some kind of dominant flavor there that just annihilates right. anything else. And this one seems like it would go really good with a lot of different things. Yeah, he, um, he brought a uh, banh mi uh, Korean pork sandwich. Beautiful. Um, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, and they're talking about <laughs> he wants to do a lot of light fish with it, and uh, also their, their fried chicken is outstanding. And I'm not being paid by these folks. I'm telling you, if you, got, if, if you people out there like fried chicken, that's the spot. Yeah, you know, this is this is good. I I had some the other night. I brought my brother up here, and 
we saw it on there and we almost skipped over it and yeah. um at the urging of your bartenders we well, all right we'll get we'll get a pint in yeah, it. Yeah, right. It's not it's not um the 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 beer that stands out to the to the craft beer connoisseur, but again coming back to the way I like to brew beers, you're gonna find a complexity in it somewhere. Um and usually subtle. But uh but none of these beers are gonna be boring and wimpy. How how do you like to brew beers? Let's I mean, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure we've kind of talked about that on the show probably yeah. a couple times with you, but you know, everybody says balanced for beer, sure. and what does that actually mean? Well, for me, it, there's a there's a complexity that comes with it um, with with a solid malt backbone. Uh, again, I have an absolute affinity for the Maris Otter uh, malt. It's something that is expensive, um, but it it gives me a lot of. Uh, a lot of abilities to play with with the uh, with the structure and the mouthfeel of the beer that that I think can't always accomplish with a basic two row. Um, we try not to. Uh, is that Drew being funny? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I try not not to have anything um, overtly bitter, um, and 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 not so much that we're uh, afraid of of hops and. We do make some very hot forward beers, and you know the the undone, which is a story we can get into when we talk about this. I, I only intended on making that beer once, right. and now I've been making it for three years. <laughs> so, um, and a lot of you are going to have a chance to get your hands on it in a different format here really soon. But really, my my thing is beers that are uh, that are not boring, um, but not simplistic. In the sense that you're over the top with one flavor profile, I, I like to to make a, a, a subtly complex beer. Well, I don't know if I always accomplish it, but that's that's the goal. And you mm-hmm. don't you don't. We've talked that you have 20 taps, but it's not like you walk in here and there are 10 new beers that you've never seen before on the taps. It seems like when you do create something new, there's a lot of a lot of time and a lot of thought that goes into why you're putting that on there. It's not just to put a new beer up there for people to buy something because it's new. Right. No, I, mm-hmm. I've never looked at it that way. And, and I think Brent sometimes, um, he would like me to, to push some of that. Right. To, you know, being on the sales side, hey, let's go with something new, different, something we can really push. But that being said, that's exactly what... This millennial was. It was oh, okay. We got this. Let's go ahead and make it. You know that that is rare for us. Generally, we will sit and put a good amount of time in, and we'll sit and we'll we'll talk about the end result first. What do we want this beer to taste, smell, and look like? What are we trying to accomplish with it? And then just build it backwards from there. And I'm sure a lot of guys do it that way. Most guys probably do. So you 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 mentioned that this one was kind of a here's what we have left over let's just put something together how how long was that literally just a, an afternoon you're sitting here talking about it or even less than that it was five minutes <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah pretty much it's what we got and i was like well that will we a little bit of well, wheat a little bit of you know flaked oats that's what we're gonna do we're cloud it up get a soft mouthfeel we got the right you know malt base that we want got plenty of hops yeah exactly that's one right thing I'm, I'm, i have no shortage of hops these were not leftover hops but uh yeah yeah the grain was was the leftover side yeah well yeah. let's let's dive into the other topic and okay. see where that goes so um cans you guys yeah. are going you have, you have two cans that you've um 
semi-announced. Yeah. Um, right. I, w- I wanted to make sure I let you have first crack at it. Brazen Undone. Yeah. Um, when are we going to see these? Uh, they will be canned on Monday. Uh, should hit uh, hit your retailer by late next week at the latest. Uh, you know, my with my background, I like to have a little bit of a long QC period, but uh, we will have them available here um, in the tap room on Wednesday. They'll be available at Jungle Gyms on Tuesday. Because <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> there's the sales guy. <laughs> they'll, uh, they'll be on the shelves. So how? what was the process trying to come up with what these two beers were going to be? Or was it how many are we going to do? What are uh, they? Why are they? We still don't know <laughs> how many we're going to do. Obviously, we're going to see how this goes. We have strong expectations. Uh, this was an agonizing process to be honest about it. Um, it wasn't just based on sales data. It wasn't based on, you know, what do we think we can move the most of? It is, what do we think? Of course, that's always a part of it. This is a business. Um, nobody, nobody's working this hard to not maximize their ability to move their product. But we wanted, we wanted something that was going to represent um, a, a good solid representation of what we would normally put out, right. what you can expect to get when you come here. And we needed, obviously, an IPA is, is uh, that's a no-brainer. It was which IPA we're going to put out. Uh, and the brown is, is very, uh, it wasn't an easy choice, but it was a choice that it covers, uh, covers a wide stretch. In, in two beers, we cover a really wide band of, of styles and I think the flavor profiles in the brown are something I really like to show off. Um, if folks haven't had this beer and, they, and it's their first time, they'll say, holy cow, there's a lot going on in there, and still nothing over the top. Well, and how many browns are there being packaged locally right now? Like, I don't, off the top of my head, I'm I'd not have there. to defer to you. I'm, I'm the worst <laughs> business owner that way. Maybe you know, maybe Carmel. Brent has I, a better I idea. You. I told you I don't have any notes together today. <laughs> yeah. um, I can think of Mount Carmel. Outside of, uh, yeah, yeah, outside of Mount Carmel. Yeah. yeah. Are they for now. sure still doing their nut brown? In oh, yeah. They, we just, I just picked up a... Uh, no, that was the coffee, the, coffee the coffee brown. brown the yeah. coffee brown. Yeah, I, I love that beer. Right next to it was the nut brown, so... Yeah. They're doing both of them. Okay. Uh, well, I guess I guess there's right now there's squirrel from Rangeist out on shelves too. They're not brown, but um. <laughs> I said Rangeist. Yeah. This huh. big place in OTR. Yeah, uh, they, uh, yeah. big marketing department. Uh, <laughs> Don't gotcha. return emails. You know those guys. Hey, you uh, said it. <laughs> <laughs> and David, feel free to jump in too if you have any yeah, questions. Yeah, I don't have anything to say. So, sorry, Ryan, guys. We we do enjoy what you bring to the Cincinnati beer market. Don't get me wrong, but man, it's a whole different beast with a place like that. It's uh... all right. So, <laughs> so, so um, and we we kind of talked about this a little bit before the show, but you know how how much of a reach distribution wise are we looking at with these? Is it? Just some of the, the the biggest kind of craft beer accounts that you'll see around town, you know, the Jungle Gyms, the Cappies, places like that. Yep. Are you going to try to to poke in a little harder places around here in Westchester? Um, you hit it on the head. Yeah, I mean that's <clears throat> that's first priority. You know, Jungle Gyms, the the casual pints, the local craft spots. Yeah, 
Yep. Yeah, Cappy's. Uh, we have an take event it over there next week. Yeah, we have an event scheduled March eighth at Cappy's. Look at you with Loveland. an event at Cappy's. <laughs> second one. Where have you been? This is the second one. You had an There's, event at Cappy's already. Uh, yeah, we had a, a takeover. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. oh we uh, we have another event. Blogger. Another <laughs> canning event uh, April twenty first. So Tony doesn't even know about it yet. <laughs> no. So, <laughs> But, uh, Welcome is, to the boardroom, guys. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you do you make do you make Tony put all his uh, his dog beer gear on and go out there and uh, <laughs> smile and shake hands? Uh, Tony just tells me to shut <laughs> up. <laughs> Need to get Tell, a Jungle Jim's pint night in there too mm, somewhere. Like it's yeah, like that'd be awesome. Yeah. Are you Tony, put some pants on. I'm plugging away at that. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to make the the Jungle Jim's thing happen, even if I have to chain myself to the bar <laughs> until they uh, <laughs> do it. Yeah, and well, I I you know further on that not just hitting the the main craft beer spots um for me we've been working really hard we know and those folks that that hang out here and enjoy our product they know that we have a strong a strong portfolio and the beer is of very high quality this is an opportunity for us to get our name our brand and our beer in front of folks that otherwise haven't had an opportunity to get a hold of it so we're going to push or this. Or haven't for a long time. Right. And we're mm-hmm. going to push this to places on the west side where we have absolute, not absolute zero, but near zero draft accounts. They, they drink craft beer over there? <laughs> Man, you, you're the one that's <laughs> spoken tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I've been dealing with a sick baby for the last week. Yeah. I've uh, got, got a lot of pent-up aggression tonight. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I, you know, for me, it's, it's, it's twofold, not just... Not just Sorry. volume, not a sick but, baby, but a sprint. sick one-year-old. Yes, it's not uh, a baby. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, let, let's let's get it spread out there, and because um, quite frankly, I'm kind of getting tired of people saying they haven't heard of us yet. So. Right. Well, and and I still talk to a lot of people. They're like, "Dog bear." Oh yeah, I I went there, and you know, we couldn't find a parking space, and we just haven't gone back. This animal and, is completely different, and, that, and that's what I try. I'm like, well, just it's a whole just different come. brewery now, yeah. you know. Yeah. It, not that the beers you were making before weren't great, but these are, are leaps and bounds above what you were doing there. Absolutely. The space is leaps and bounds above. The mm-hmm. parking is... You can't even mention the old parking when you talk about this. I think it, the math on the parking is times 9.5. That's, and that's, <laughs> that's, that's about what everything is here. It's a, everything is about 10 times better yeah. than it was. So yeah. anybody who hasn't been here since the old place or maybe wanted to go to the old place and just didn't want to you know play frogger it <laughs> it's it's perfect opportunity to do it it's yeah. yeah a whole different beast people ask me if i would have not if i if i wish i would have jumped straight to this and nah, i say no i yeah. that that old place had i mean i it was frankly it was a dump but it, it it had its place in, in, its in, in well, diving. Sure. Well, yeah. You, yeah. And you talk to, to people who became fans of a brewery or probably lots of other things too, when it was one thing and became something bigger. And it it just I mean you might have some kind of nostalgia and some kind of memory that you want back from that, but it also is one of those things that kind of ties you into that brand or that that place or that thing. It, mm-hmm. You know, it, it it's that's what hooked you and that's what. Right. When you sit down here, that's what you remember is is some of those some of those memories from that old. I'm sure Mark oh, yeah. Tree gets it with 1.0 versus 2.0 plenty and uh, oh yeah, absolutely, yeah, same kind of idea. So again, you kind of touched on it a little bit, but why why now with the cans? Why? 
Uh, why, why, do, the why, why, now? why do it at all? Well, it's, it seems, seems like there's a lot of breweries either that are already starting to put some cans out pretty early on in their life right. or are starting up with the idea that are immediately we're going to go to cans. You know, I, mm-hmm. I heard one place that has been open, you know, less than a month and they're already talking about cans in right. a couple of weeks and it's, it. well, you know, business wise, it makes sense. You're talking about uh, volume slash revenue over a time ratio that is uh, completely different than your typical draft accounts. Uh, business wise. Yes. Okay. Do it. I'm, I'm very cautious uh, in general. The sales side, he was pushing it. Uh, he, it was it was an idea where I had to be convinced that now was the right time. Um, and for those of you that don't know, this is still a very small business, and and it's pretty much being run out of the back pocket of of the guys that work here. Um, it's it, it's a big expense up front. It's a bit of a risk, uh, but I'm comfortable now with the brew house. I'm comfortable with fermentation cycles. I'm I'm. I was ready reluctantly, um, mm-hmm. but the idea behind, hey, this is how we're going to drive some traffic back to the tap room, get some more exposure, it, we're ready, let's do it. Let, let's get it out there. Um, the company's three years old, uh, sometimes get stuck yeah. feeling like we're in our infancy still because <laughs> this place is only seven months old. So. Well, people forget about that, too. <coughs> yeah. Right. We actually worked out a bunch of kinks, you know, before even opening this place. So <clears throat> I think it, you know, the beer improved. There's no better option to, you know, with a zero marketing budget to go to a, a packaged, you know, product and put it in front of, you know, twice as many people as we we could now. You know, we're being in like 50 different draft accounts. It's only, you know, the craft beer, you know, connoisseur or whatever you want to call them. Is seeking out their craft beer, mostly in either craft beer bars, which there's really not that many of them, or jungle gyms are these you know packaged beers, right? Right. <clears throat> Coming from all over the, I mean, not just local beers. So it's not just the the drinker that's going to the you know the mellow mushroom or the shooters or wherever that has a decent craft list uh, to get our beer out there. Doing the canning is is a a leap um, into a, in front of a whole different audience. I feel uh, from the marketing and sales end of things. So. Well, so, how has you know? I know that you guys have definitely been distributing kegs for you know definitely since you've been here. But how has some of the you, I don't want to call it the sales side or the marketing side necessarily, but but the sales and the marketing side for yeah. for you. It's it's one thing to be standing here in the tap room and have somebody walk up to your bar and say, I want a beer, and be yep. able to dive into that and deal with that and get, make sure that they're happy with whatever they get. As soon as you start sending kegs out, as soon as you start sending cans out even more, you lose some of that control. Uh, absolutely. And That's scary as hell for a guy like me. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of a control freak. <laughs> how, do you, how, do you, how do you manage that? How do you, how do you figure that out? Well... We stay in, in, in close contact, and, and you know I'll give Brent a lot of credit on this, that spending a lot of time at accounts, a lot of time checking on people, a lot of time asking the, thank you, coach, the, <laughs> asking the owner 
or the bartenders or whoever. How's it going? What's the feedback? Um, do you have any questions? You know, we'll, we'll go out to lunch a couple times a week. We'll, we'll hit spots. I mean, and everybody does this. If they don't, they should. We go out and we drink our own beer in other places just to make sure that everything is okay. Um, we're, as much as possible, uh, checking on our product out in the wild. And it's going to be tougher and tougher as it continues to grow. Uh, Thank you, sir. But it is, it, that, that's an important aspect for me. Um, something that I had a, a really hard time uh, getting over was the inability to have time to actually have a talk with a bar manager or give a quick briefing on a on a on our beer to the serving staff right. um that it's that's great in theory and if you have a, a an army of sales people you you can probably pull that off if you care to uh, but we we just simply don't have the manpower to be able to get that done um and that that's that's a hard we we've had we've had instances where we've brought beer back um because the bar staff was misrepresenting our product right and so we swapped it out for something that they could figure out essentially Mm -hmm. um so that that's that 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 was difficult for me to get over at first how do you i mean as as this grows and as distribution obviously now that cans are heading out there's going to be a little bit more of a uh, a footprint around yeah how do you grow that sales side and still it's it's one thing when you've got Brent just hanging out and you you definitely trust him. Absolutely. But <laughs> I have to. <laughs> but but as as it grows and as as this the, the team grows and as mm-hmm. some of that how do you how do you also how do you deal with it? how do you find the right people and well, again it's it's that one was, thing when you've got somebody behind your bar. Yeah. That was difficult too. Um and we've recently added to the sales force. Uh we've hired a a great young lady named uh Christina who is is out hitting the trail, as as we like to say around here. And um, the way I'm going to maintain that is we get together every morning. Brent and I sit on those couches right behind you. We have our computers and coffee, and we just have a recap of the day, recap of what's going on out in the wild, what's going on here, what's coming up in production. And Christina will be the same part of that. Uh, Christina and I sat and drank. All the beers the other day, and uh, you may have seen it on on Facebook or what have you. That beer school was in session. Um, <laughs> we had a we had a bar I need full to go to beer school. <laughs> we had a bar <laughs> full of glasses, you know. So we'll continue we'll continue to talk every day. Um, it, drinking beers, we drink beer at every stage through the production line. Uh, sales staff will come back. Um, anybody that that works here, bartenders. If, if I'm not around, they're welcome to go back and try something out of the fermenter. It's something that we encourage uh, folks to understand what's going on with our product um, and not just enough to sell it, but to truly understand it. Uh, and Brentstone, uh, it's just it's, it's an amazing thing to be able to take what I have in my head about what these beers are and for him to turn that around and explain that to somebody outside that's you know that, that mm. that's a that's a big plus and, and we think we have somebody in christina that can do that so for instance tomorrow night we have an event uh, at shooters up here in uh liberty township where we're taking five beers brett and i are going to talk about the five beers they're paired with uh with certain dishes we're going to go through the entire process and christina is going to be there just to learn just right. to absorb listen ask questions herself and mm. you know that that's the kind of stuff that that's how we do it we 
I spend the time every morning. We spend the time talking. We we work on making sure we're all on the same page, and that nothing's getting missed. I'll say as a, a craft beer drinker and a craft beer fan, that's one of the things with Dogberry that it's kind of unsaid, but that's really what comes out is mm-hmm. the passion and the love for the beer. And I think that as a craft beer connoisseur, that's one of the reasons why a lot of people really gravitated toward, have gravitated toward Dogberry. Yeah. Well, and you. just uh, from a selfish standpoint, I'm excited to not have to drive all the way up here from Walnut Hills to, to get some of your stuff. That's so. what I think I, I said this morning that my, my fridge was going to be a lot happier very soon. Yeah. It's just, just to not have the, the growlers taking up all the space to finally have cans just stacked right. neatly over. Yeah, they're nice and neat. Hopefully, yeah. And it, it'll be nice to be able to hopefully go and pick up a Hopefully they're sold in six packs. But yep. yeah, six packs. So. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're sold in four packs for twenty five dollars each. <laughs> and we didn't mention not, that part. Not just stand in line. <laughs> We've had those conversations here too. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to happen. Just start start doing the math, and it's like, oh man, this isn't as great as I thought. This <laughs> but I, yeah, the the two beers that you guys picked out to to can, I feel like those are are kind of like both go-to options. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whether you're an IPA drinker or a, a dark beer drinker, yeah. they're both. Hey, I, I just want to relax and have a beer, and I can have either one of these. Right, and that's yeah. usually what I try to fill my fridge with at yeah. home. Mm-hmm. When I go out, I'll drink some of the crazy stuff. Right. But when I'm at home, I want something. It's an everyday easy beer. Drinking, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's just something you can drink multiple of too. You know, yeah, it's not just buying a, a six pack and just drinking one, and you know the other five kind of sit in your cooler for a while. Yeah, when it's, when a gnome sits down to watch Dancing with the Stars, he wants a couple of Bachelors. Uh, on that note, let's take a quick break. I've got a couple questions kind of about uh, the future of, of the canning series. I don't know Hopefully what we're going to call it. you have some answers, too. We've got some questions. <laughs> we'll we'll yeah. take a quick break. We'll be back. Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. If you're on Facebook and you're listening and you have any questions, feel free to chime in. That's why we go live on Facebook. So don't just sit there and listen. Type things, and I'll ask them. And then I don't have to come up with the questions. We'll be back. <laughs> Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. The dream, the dream is definitely the fact that we went from homebrewing in a garage to where we are today, right? That is, that is the dream. Where we go from here, we're gonna, we're gonna continue to figure out as we grow. Uh, we, uh, and we don't know the answer. I don't know the answer. Can you have more fun with your clothes on? I don't think so. <laughs> You're listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. This is Steve Shaw. This is Eric Bosler. Hi, my name is Gamal Nagy. Hey, y'all. This is Sean Willingham. This is Brett Coleman-Baker. Hi, I'm Scott LaFollette. Hi, this is Evan Rouse. Cellar Dweller Craft Beers. Darkness Brewing. Rivertown Brewing Company. Admissible Brew Works. Urban Artifact Brewing. Blank Slate Brewing. Braxton Brewing Company in Covington, Kentucky. In Cincinnati. In Northside. In Hamilton, Ohio. Bellevue, Kentucky. Mar, Ohio. You're listening to Cincy Brewcast. Cincy Brewcast. And you're listening to Cincy Brewcast. The voice. The voice. The voice of Cincy Craft. <laughs> Hi, this is Mike Stokes from Cincy Brew Bus. Cincinnati's craft beer scene is growing, and we want to take you to those locations. Here at Cincy Brew Bus, we love to introduce people to craft beer here locally in Cincinnati. We have an amazing craft beer scene. We have lots of routes to choose from, 
and a lot of different places we can visit. Cincy Brewbus is Cincinnati's premier and original craft brewery tour. We're the number one rated tour for breweries on TripAdvisor. We're the number one rated food and drink experience on TripAdvisor. And we're also the number two total tour overall on TripAdvisor here for Cincinnati. At Cincy Brewbus, we provide a VIP tour experience for the novice and for the expert craft beer drinker. We like to take you out, show you how the beer is made, tell you about Cincinnati's rich brewing history, and at the same time, have fun, do some trivia, and drink some locally made fresh craft beer. Um, I look at I look at the Bud Light drinkers out there as a you know a forest and harvester. They're all out there, and, and they don't know any better yet, but they will. You don't you don't ever hear somebody say, "Yeah, I used to drink that craft beer crap." But I, <laughs> I went back to my butt like, you don't hear that, do you? No, you don't. You are listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Hello there. You're listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Still with Dogberry, just like we were before. You know that, though, because you've been listening to the show. You didn't start the show and then just jump in halfway through. I'm one of those people who starts in the middle. Although, actually, since we're live on Facebook, it is possible that somebody is just tuning in. I didn't even think about that. So if you're just joining us live on Facebook, what's up? We're at Dogberry. We're talking talking about New England IPAs. We're talking about cans. We're talking about um, breweries that have started as... Tiny little nano breweries that now are not so tiny, but still not big. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you. I don't know. The, you know size, you know, normal sized. I guess. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know anymore. <laughs> it. Um, so, I mean, let, let's just let's go down that road a little bit. You know, I hear people talk more and more about neighborhood breweries, and you hear mm-hmm. people cite places like Brink or, you know, you know, as this perfect example of what a brewery should be in Cincinnati now, sure. you know, kind of a, a mid, you know, kind of the same size, a mid-sized brew system that yeah. serves its tap room primarily, maybe a couple things out here, there, here and there, but, and then everybody that's opening up seems to be putting in these big, you know, right. 20 barrel brew houses and coming, you know, online with a canning line sitting in there, you know, it, why? What, I mean, or do you even know why? Well, I, I don't know why. Um, you know, talk to some of these guys, and maybe we just have a little bit of a different philosophy on where to go with things. But, uh, you know, for me it was, and again, we were early in the game, um, relatively. I think uh, we were number 18 out of, what, 9 million now? In 9 million scene? 7, I think. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> We, you know, for me, it was first and foremost proof of concept, um, get my feet wet, start to learn how to run a business. Um, you know, it, you don't have that luxury if you take a big bank loan or you take a bunch of investors on. You got to get going because uh, the, the line I've heard from some folks in the industry is the bank don't give a fuck. They want their money. And, <laughs> Can we, can you, we don't, we you don't have time. Can you don't have time that? to yeah, grow up. We can say where we want. <laughs> um, I, I've you know, 
I've talked to a few people kind of about this whole idea of different ways to do a brewery and different ways to start a brewery, and mm-hmm. you know they'll they'll point out all of these examples where well they started out with a big bank loan and, and oh, yeah, but you know look at this on the, the the bigger scale like we're still only a few years into it. you know Mad Tree opened in 2013 so you know, you're right. five years five into year it like, like I mean yeah. in the grand scheme of things. The bank's barely calling it five years, you know? I mean, it, well, I don't know. <laughs> that might be different now, no, I guess. I think it's a, you, I guess maybe it's a, you can get about six months out of it. <laughs> but, I mean, like, it, none of this has been has been proven at all yet. You know, we're still, like, in this, this everybody's yeah. in this infancy stage. You know, right, and I don't know what's except right. Except the, the Mount Carmels or the River Towns or sure. places like that that have been around for a long time. Yeah, and I, I, I won't tell you that, that I know what's right, but the way we're doing it here is what's right for, for me. So that's uh, that's really what matters. I don't know that I could be successful in something that I didn't believe in or I didn't have trust in. Right. So that, for me, this is the right way. Other guys want to, you know, maybe they 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 felt stronger about going. Big. Well, and yeah, and I, I don't want to. I don't sound know. like I'm I'm shitting no. on a different way of doing things, but sure. I mean, there's <clears throat> like he, you know, Tony. I don't like. I'm biased, obviously, but. I only came on when we opened this place, but I was a long time regular and, you know, believed in what he was doing at the old place long, long ago. So <clears throat> he had a proven concept and a proven brand, you know, before he got into just a 10 barrel brew house. So looking at some of these new ones that are popping up at 20, 15, 20, 30, 40, some of it's right. like, how in the world? With that would no, scare the hell like, how much out. beer yeah. are you dumping down the right. drain? before you get something that's decent to put in the market. It's just, I don't know. So, I mean, how much we've, we've, I've heard a lot of different kind of philosophies on what is the important thing with all of this. You know, you've got some people that swear that it's all about the beer. You just, you make a good beer and you hand it to people and everything else will fall into place. And then you've got other places that when well, marketing is, is, Marketing is is the end all be all. It doesn't really matter what you make it, the marketing, and then there's there's then something there's, to be said about that yeah. too. And that's Hell that's yeah. that's kind of the question. Like where, how do you how do you balance all that? Where is the importance? Is you know, to that's me, not, I, I I I I fell in love with Dogberry before I. No, I mean it wasn't before I tried the beer. There was some homebrew that I was drinking across. <laughs> yeah. the, but I mean. I, I fell in love with it before the place opened up because of you and because of what this idea was mm-hmm. and it was there wasn't marketing behind that there wasn't no. uh there, you know there, there there wasn't great beer behind it yet as far as i knew no no great um, marketing before great beer is macro beer yeah <laughs> that's bud light you know in, or, in my or some very large craft well yeah. if they want to call themselves crafts but in, yeah. in my eyes like you you go outside of the craft world if you're putting marketing before the beer yeah, my my biggest fear as a craft beer drinker is that the the customer knowledge base and and because I've been to some of the new places that open up and you see what they're putting out and you're like, man, this pl- this is not good. And <laughs> but their their place is packed and mm-hmm. there's hype behind it. And right. then you worry that places that have good quality beer that might be a little bit smaller that don't have that budget are the blank mm-hmm. slates of the world. Yeah. And that's well, exactly what I was yeah, going to bring th- up. This, this whole thing <laughs> could go straight down that wormhole of, of why do things work and why do they not? And are some of the bad ones going to drag others down with them? But then you uh, don't, yeah, you don't also, you also don't want to be a sellout to 
Right. <laughs> I, I, I definitely understand. To, you have to protect your investments. That's understandable. But, uh, you know, my it, maybe to get back to answering that is it's just it, I believe in what we're doing here. And uh, it, it's going to work because I'm going to make it work. And that, that's, you, that's are there it. ever those moments where you start to think differently? In what way? I no. mean, is is there that moment where you're sitting at home and you're sitting there drinking a beer and you're like, "Well, shit, should I, should I do this differently or should I do that differently?" Or is oh, is, there's always am, am always I things. am I am I not doing this 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 marketing thing as much as I need to? Am I focusing too much on a taproom experience or? <laughs> it sounds stupid, well, but on the beer. Yeah, well, no, right. <laughs> it sounds like a stupid question. But Why would a brewery do that? I know, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, you you have to. Um, if you're not if you're not constantly evaluating what you're doing and the way you're running your business, you're going to get stuck. You you, you have to be taking an open and honest look at it and be comfortable with saying, "I didn't do that well. I need to do better, or I need to come up with a way to do it better." Um, or surround yourself with folks that are going to be able to do that for you or for the company. Uh, if you, I, I, I think that I mean improvement is always um, necessary, and and if you're not if you're not being clear about what's going on inside your own company, you're not going to survive. Right. Yeah. I think that well, that's a whole other topic. Uh, so let's 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 get back to the cans since that's a real fun thing to talk about. Yeah. I just want to know why one of these is one of these is full and one of them is empty. One of these came from a brewery somewhere out east of here, and we uh, took their <laughs> label <laughs> off and put this on just just to see if uh, see how the how the labels look. They look um, awesome, by the way. Sacrificial. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as yeah. long as you drank the other six. Yeah. yeah or the for five, sure. I mean. Yeah, we did. I'm sure we did. <laughs> uh, yeah. There, there's a fridge full of R&D beers back there. <laughs> We've got something for you guys to try, too. They will be consumed. Yeah. Um, so is this, the, the cans, is it a, can we call it a series of things that are going to come out, or is it core styles that are going to be just, you know, you've kind of got both of those schools here in town. You've got one yeah. couple breweries that it's just, these three beers and that's all you ever see out of cans for a moment they just well, i can say that, there. that that they, this certainly won't be that way uh however there isn't uh there isn't a big marketing clear plan uh just like we've done everything else here there's going to be a an element of organic uh growth or organic evolution with it um, you, you guys went with the uh the 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 base can with a sticker on it. Yeah, if I for, call it a sticker, yeah. it's probably a better word to call it. Yeah, just the, you know, the... A, Much more favorable than the shrink wrap. I don't know how you feel about the shrink wrap. Like, but yeah, I've like seen it done very well, and I've seen it done very poorly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They've gotten better. So, so But the same goes for the stickers, too. I've seen some done very right. well and some uh, done yeah. very poorly. First first run, um, and again, clearly it's a, it's a small company, and it was uh, it was affordable. It's, you know, we're, we're mitigating risk. Um, where we can with these expenses, and uh, it's a, it's it's a it's our first dip of the toe into the pool. So this is what worked for us this time, and as as things go on, we'll uh, we'll see how how the the actual packaging changes. Um, and you know the beers are are not necessarily going to change. Um, these two may be available mm-hmm. all the time. 
And well, not unless I get another fermenter or two. But, <laughs> Watch where you commit. <laughs> um, but we, you know, we're gonna we're gonna take a chance. On now these some are stuff. definitely staple beers. You know, as far as the beer choices for the cans. You know, those are definitely gonna be right. two of our staples. But whether or not we can those next, you know, back to back, kind of let the market tell us. Mm-hmm. You know, one just absolutely crushes and sells out. I'm gonna be like, hey, Tony, we need to sell. We need, we need, need to make it <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so we needed 20 barrels of that. <laughs> yeah. um, but you know, there's some talk around here when uh, nobody else is listening that Mars might have to make make an appearance in oh, a can. See, he said Mars. Did you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> Did everybody hear they said Mars? Madness? I'm a fan of the breweries that have the one or two that you know you can always get, but then you know you can get something special. And yeah, I think we we want to we you know in our very brief history of even having these discussions around here, it's uh, we want to keep it fresh, but we also want to uh, you know we want to we want to keep keep it moving too. So if like Brent said, if if you know we're selling just a crap ton out of undone, and people can't wait to get more of it then we're gonna we're gonna give them more of it i think you're gonna sell more braised brown than you do undone <laughs> personally I I, I I i hope so i think uh, honestly i do because i think i think braised is is an example of a beer that shows off some skill you know I, it, honestly and again going back to kind of what we we're talking about with the new england how it's a very uh dogberry stamped beer like it's you know, <laughs> yeah. this is to me, this is a this is a dogberry beer. It expresses who you guys are very well, and uh, right. Well, not, not that Undone doesn't, but I mean, it, it doesn't no. as much to me. No, you know it's, the story behind Undone. <laughs> anyway, so. One of the other things I wanted to say about the cans is it it has a, a nice marketing to where it's not a it has everything that you want to know about a beer yep. in the right spots. Yep, has your logo, has the name of the beer, has the style of the beer, has the uh, ABV, has a little story about the beer just a little bit not yeah. not too much yeah. <laughs> so it's a it's a perfect one of the things that i get really frustrated about with a lot of beers is you can't tell what the brewery is right. or you can't tell what the abv is or the style that, or that was that was a very big <laughs> can't thing stand that shit but Brent you guys had to make i mean it was going to be the company the beer and the style was going to be very prominent, right. um, front no and center. What. Yep, <laughs> and you know, and you still get this touch of you know the tap room feel with the wood grain and, and all that good stuff. And there's enough, I think, like, space there, to again. There's a couple other little design elements there that I like that uh, kind yeah. of play into yeah. it all. No, enough no, enough you, space to personalize it. You didn't think our can would be like a tapestry with the. <laughs> with the Dog bear in the corner. <laughs> you yeah. never know. You think so? <laughs> you never know. <laughs> yes, there's, there's, you still, never know. there's still dog bear. There's, there's still some cans that I've got sitting in my fridge that I look at and I'm like, I don't, I have no idea who made this beer. I have no idea where it was. Maybe it was in another packaging and I threw that away and I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. So again, this is our first real marketing expense. I mean, that's the way we're, we're viewing it. And, You've got that it, sign that sits out there says tap room is open. That's marketing. That's it. Big <laughs> damn it. Huge. What else, what else does a guy need? <laughs> Look at that thing out there. <laughs> it was, it's funny to me here, less so. Like when you guys were over on Cincinnati Dayton Road, yeah. it made perfect sense because when you're coming down the road, you see it. 
if people are driving back here this time of night, they're coming here. Yeah. Hey, man, I paid for it. How We're going to use it. How do you know they're coming here? <laughs> they're, they're either coming here or going into one of these other parking lots to do Just some kind case. of heroin deal. That's a funny story. Because we thought we had some heroin deals going on in the parking lot. Oh, the, the geocachers. Damn geocachers. <laughs> Putting shit underneath the light pole base. So, sneaking you know, in, sneaking out. trades may be going down. <laughs> my, yeah, my, that happens. <laughs> my, that happens. My brother lives in Charlotte currently, and they are moving up to uh, back to Cincinnati this summer and are kind of shopping around from neighborhoods. And, you know, we've got my side of the family, including my parents that still live over in Fairfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, his wife's family lives over in Loveland, so they're looking for a nice place kind of right in the in middle between. of everything. and. You know, Westchester's perfect. Yeah, they can move um, in here if they want to pay some of the um, We actually, so when he, <laughs> when he was he was in town for, for the baby's <laughs> birthday this weekend, and we came over here for a beer. And while we were sitting at the bar, that was one of the things we did was pull up the, the Sipsy Klein app, and we were looking and hitting the map. And, All right, where are the closest houses right here that are for sale? <laughs> <laughs> My like fiance it. and I, you joke about that, but we are in the market for a house, and we are... A lot of it is determined on what's the closest brewery. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, there's some houses right up the street. Right, right up in our neighborhood. There'll be, there'll be one for sale two doors over for me. So, yeah, come on. Unfortunately, just make sure you cut downtown. the grass. We're, we're city folk. The joke with them, and they're, I think they're leaning towards Westchester, was that there are some members of their family that said, well, you can't move to Westchester. There's, there's too much heroin in Westchester. What? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. What? Said no yeah. one ever. Yeah. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, break. <laughs> Sounds like somebody doesn't live in Butler County to me. <laughs> so, um, the decision to go into cans versus bottles is that even a decision anymore, or was there like uh, a? There was. You show me a mobile bottler, and they, yeah, there was no up. debate here. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, it, right. it seems like that's just kind of the way to go now. It's a better storage vessel. It's a right. Yeah. I think we're fans of it. I don't know if there is even a mobile bottler. I just joked, but there there is one guy I met at the uh, craft brewers conference. Mm, Touche. Yeah. Uh, how great how great of a business model is that though? The the mobile canning and and oh yeah, that, oh, man. with how many breweries that are yeah should have invested in that yeah. a few years yeah. ago. <laughs> They'd stay alive just in Cincinnati, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, what else do you want people to know about this move into packaging? Well, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not really 100% sure that I need them to know anything. What, what I want is... That's the perfect take, dog take, answer. Yeah. <laughs> take, yeah. Uh, take a chance, um, if you want to call it a chance. Buy yourself a six-pack of each. Uh, get a feel for the kind of stuff that we do here. Uh, you're going to love it. And when you do, you come see us. Um, spend some time here in the tap room. Uh, and, and just really... Have that experience of, of what it means to just hang out at Dogberry. It's it's a laid back, uh, comfortable feeling without being simple. Yep, and that's uh, kind of goes with the label design. You know, it's, it's laid back, simple, you know, and great beer inside. Well, that's and that's a good description of what Dogberry is. Like, it, you you walk in and it's definitely a neighborhood brewery you know you sit down and it seems like everybody at the bar knows each other mm-hmm. and as soon as you sit down it right, feels like they all know yeah. you too and everybody just kind of fits in and at the same time like this is it, everything is really well polished mm-hmm. it's uh 
like 20 taps of beer like it's not a it's not a half-assed brewery it's uh no it's a, you know so <laughs> it, like it, it but it straddles that line very well of of feeling like it's you know your neighbor who is a home brewer that has you know just converted that lost their, his freaking yeah. mind their garage. <laughs> <laughs> did this yeah. yeah so being that small and i, I gotta kind of put this out there is that we're pricing this thing with suggested retail nine ninety nine for a six pack. So we're right, you know, in competition with all of your biggest, honestly, uh, craft beers out there. So us being this small, um, you can just kind of take that into account that you know we're not making. It's not a money making scheme. Yeah. We're not doing it to. We want to share this beer. Pad, pad it. Yeah. Why do you do this? I love it. I love it. I love seeing people like you that, you know, we built relationships around and having some beers and talking about beer and, and just or even talking about other stuff. And I love seeing somebody brand new that walks in and says, damn, that's good. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's awesome. That that's that's a great feeling. Um, yeah. I get to be creative, uh, which, I, you know, in my in my previous career, I had no uh, creative leeway whatsoever. I mean, being a scientist, you follow the rules. That's it. Um, so I get to use I get to use that science and that and that love of of, of care and, and quality and consistency, and get to be somewhat expressive. Um, and it's been good. I'll, I'll say that too. It's been good for me personally because I'm not I'm not the most outgoing pe- person. I'm not I'm not the most uh, I'm not a, I'm not a people person. And this has forced me to to talk to people. You know that 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 opening week. Yeah. I, think I, I think I heard your parents over there agreeing. Yeah. Oh, I, sometimes I uh, the sale, sometimes the sales department tells me to shut the hell up. <laughs> but you know it, it oh, it's something gonna... that that's been that that's been good. You know that that first week at at the original place was like holy shit, I gotta talk to these people. <laughs> you know, yeah. and now it's now it's uh, I won't say it's always easy, um, and sometimes you know there are demands <clears throat> on your time there a little more than than you want. You know, but uh, and and I, I do it because I love it. Um, I'm not making money. Uh, you know, I'm not seeing my my wife and my kids as much as I want to. Um, but they're behind this this thing 100. percent They see they see the effort that goes into it and, and the care that I take with, with the, with the product and, and the pride I put in what, what we do here. And, uh, you know, that, that's why I do it because there, there's a, there's a rewarding side to it that, uh, you just can't explain it to somebody, you know, why do you, why do you have bags under your eyes? Why are you sweaty? Why are you tired all the time? Cause I love it <laughs> because it's fun. Yeah. Uh, really? <laughs> where, where like do you, shit. where do you see things going? Like, you know, do you, do, can you, picture what it's like in in two years and five years and ten years i have uh, i have a vision um but i've learned to be flexible with, with that so you know and, and i've i've also learned that you just there's no reason to make all that public because then people you'll have expectations yeah you have those people that'll come well you said you're gonna do this or this is what this is what dogberry was supposed to be well dogberry's supposed to be whatever the hell it is at any given day um and that's just what it will always be. I, I can see us, um, and I've also learned that I won't say never again because when I started the old place, we were going <laughs> to stay like that. Uh, you know, your nano no more right. uh, article. Uh, but I, I do not see this. Uh, I don't see us growing out of this place. 
by any means. Uh, not even I, me. <laughs> me and the sales guy. Yeah. Not even. Not even. Famous do I last words. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it. I don't think it works as as Dogberry. If it, if it outgrows this place, um, I have drops for. I've got space for multiple more fermenters. Um, I've got room for brights. I've got. You know, we would need to be kind of creative with some cold space, um, but Brent's going to sell the stuff so quickly that it, it won't be hanging around in a cooler. So yeah, that's yeah. I don't think <laughs> it's anything. up to you to make it all work. <laughs> yeah. oh, get this out of here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So as far as the the space here goes, patio. Yes, um, we're currently taking estimates on what it's going to cost to get the patio. Yeah, so done. if you have a really affordable. <laughs> patio guy, I come on by ninety nine sixty four. I actually Park. do know a guy. I'm gonna get mm-hmm. you guys. I'm gonna get you guys. There you a go. For so right, be, right behind you is where we're looking at going with that. Some garage doors there. Today and would be a good patio yeah. day. It, it, in it, February, it was beautiful. It would be there. a really good patio day today. <laughs> we could have done this show outside. <laughs> yeah. I, I when I. The three seconds that I saw my wife today, so the baby got a, a wagon for her birthday, and it's just in our living room right now, and we take walks around the living room in this wagon, she sits <laughs> in it, and she giggles, and she loves it, and um, it was nice the other day, and we're like, well, this would be a great day to go for a walk, but it was raining. Today, it would have been perfect, and it's not raining, but yeah. asshole dad had to go do a brew cast. <laughs> It's yeah, 70 next week. Sorry, so. sorry, Mrs. Gnome. It's why she's going to hate me when she's older. I think she's listening to Well, the wife is. Hopefully the baby's not. <laughs> Baby better be asleep. Um, so, I mean, you guys are killing it here. We, we mentioned it earlier, but if you have not been to Dogberry or you haven't been to Dogberry in a long time... Yeah, you I, need to come yeah, see it. This is... Yeah, even if the tapless looks like where you visited it, the old... You need to come in. Everything is is leaps and bounds over what it was. The logger game here is insane. Yeah, but um, if you the, can't find something on that list that you like, then you don't like craft you're beer. An idiot. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, <laughs> the 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 Bach beer at Dogberry is easily top three in Cincinnati, and I'm talking that's lofty, right up there next that's to Braxton nice. and Paradise, and some of my favorite box. Nice. So. I'm a rye drinker, and you have at least two. Oh, dear God. The experimental rye Rye. pale ale. Oh, dear God. They give me more different, but they're great. Um, (laughs) It's not something that I think you've mentioned it before. It's not a... uh, Style that really sells, like that's because nobody buys rye flocking. anymore. Right, guys. To he talks about that too. Beers, but <coughs> use the word rye out out in the wild, and and bar buyers just go, eh, people up. don't drink yeah. rye. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, they stop making them rye. I don't know if it's because like a brewery told them nobody wants to drink rye, or if it's actually true because. I, I don't think I've nah. ever talked to somebody that was a beer drinker that said, oh, I don't like rye beer. Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard I, somebody. I love ours. I don't know. Whatever. That rye pale, if, if you put it out there and just tell people it's a pale ale, you know, hoppy pale ale, you buy the shit out of it. Yep. That's it's, what you change the change the style or name yeah. multiple yeah. times. It's and then simple as it can sells. be sometimes. Yeah. But 50% <laughs> of the malt basically. Nobody rye. else has done it. It goes back into that, uh, <laughs> that marketing versus everything else kind of side of things. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I like that your rye beers have rye right there written next to them and you... Damn you straight. Rye <laughs> Yeah. Well, thank you guys very much for hey, having man. us. Our pleasure. Um, the, Thanks for coming the, out. The very Thanks first time that I sat down and talked to you guys about Dogberry and what it was, um, the quote that I, that I wrote down that you guys rolled with and 
Um, I don't know how thought out it was, but it was, we don't want to take over the world or be the biggest. We just want to take the, the, we just want to make the beer that we love and share it with those that, that love it. That's it. And right on the pipe. It's, 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 it's dead on. I, and it's 100% what this place is. And, um, Thank you guys for doing this in Butler County. Hey man, (laughs) that would be that would be the heartbreaker (laughs) of all of this. If uh, like it seems everybody else is, if it was on the other side of the universe for me, but no, it's right here in Butler County. Got you covered. Thank you guys very much. And um, if you want to know where to get your next New England IPA, come to Dogberry. Yep. (laughs) Dogberrybrewing.com. Who who thought that we would ever say that? (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. The, Thanks, the can release will be uh, uh, in a matter of a week or so. Friday. It's Friday. February 23. Keep your eyes out for it at all of your favorite uh, craft beer selling destinations. And uh, yeah, if people don't have Dogberry, tell them you want Dogberry. And let's, let's make this guy work. That's it. Love it. Thanks, man. Thank you, guys. <laughs>